Welcome to Creatives Having Conversations Over Coffee. My name is Jared Kessler, your host and fellow creative who's helped a number of highly recognized agencies and organizations grow their brand and bottom line. And now, would like to share my personal and professional revelations and realizations from all that I've learned along the way. Because being a creative is less about what's being shared online and more about what it's like offline. So welcome to the unedited and unrehearsed Creatives Having Conversations Over Coffee podcast, where I try and help you better navigate life as a creative, even during those uncreative times. Are you or someone you know in need of a senior copywriter? Someone with a proven track record of helping well-known agencies and organizations grow their brand and bottom line? Well, you're in luck. Visit my website, Jared Kessler Creative, for more information. Yes, me, Jared Kessler, the host of this show, has over a decade worth of experience writing copy for some of the leading ad firms and brands around. And from idea to execution, has done everything from commercial, video, and radio scripts to print, digital, social media campaigns, and more. So if you want a senior copywriter, major agencies and organizations have come to rely on for the last decade, who shows up on time, does great work with good people, is just as professional as they are creative, plus can work cross-functionally with both creative and non-creative teams and so much more, then contact me today at jaredkesslercreative.com to see how we can work together on all your creative copywriting needs. Because hiring some random inexperienced person online or some friend of a friend is one thing, but so is knowing how to write, direct, and transform key marketing data into millions of dollars in sales. Again, visit jaredkesslercreative.com for all of your creative copywriting needs today. I look forward to working with you. Overcoming insecurities. That is a good one. That hits home for me on so many different levels because I feel like being a creative, there's so many ups and downs and so much can add to having insecurities. And, you know, I really wanted to discuss that because all in all, it could affect a lot of work, it could affect your job, it could affect whether or not you keep your job. And it's really, I personally think, something that a lot of creatives deal with. And how can you not, right? Um, I was just thinking the other day, I remember most agency jobs were, when you do a project, probably no more than two to three rounds of feedback. And for me, the only people that I trust to give me feedback, well, the only people that I really would love, like if I could ask you know, to, to do things the right way and have power to be able to do that. I just basically ask and have the creative director give me feedback, present it to the account team, and then send it over to the client or and or present it to the client. Uh, there used to be two to three rounds of feedback, no more than that. Now it seems like there's just unlimited amounts of feedback. And to me, what that does is um, it, cre- it makes you feel at least for me, the more feedback makes me feel insecure about my work. And I've seen a lot of people feel that the same way. Why? Because it's like you start to second guess whether or not you're any good. Because listen, if it was any great, if, if it was great, then why would people give you feedback or want you to change certain things, right? Um, 
So for me, being insecure and feeling insecure about your work, a lot of it is dictated by feedback. Sadly, and what I've seen is that the more feedback people give to you, especially what, what makes me, I guess, sometimes frustrated or irritated is that the person giving me feedback, I don't know their background. I don't know whether or not they're truly interested in making the work better or they're looking to impress their boss or they're, they're looking to instill fear. They're looking to, um, you know, it's a play to kind of show um, dominance over you. There's so many things I think to that. And I always feel like if you want to give me feedback on my work, then I should be entitled to give you feedback on yours, right? I mean, it's only fair. And I think something like that would let people know or make them feel a little bit more empathetic. And, and, and not only that, I always feel like it's not so much what you say, it's how you say it when you're looking to correct someone's work, especially creative. Creative people are sensitive people and they should be. Well, not everyone. Well, I would say maybe the more in tune with their emotions, but uh, how you give feedback is just as important as the kind of feedback that's given uh, for me. And, you know, it, it comes back to how do you treat people? I also think that uh, it comes down to control, right? Because if you're an account person or if you're a project manager or, or whoever uh, or a client and you hire an agency to do the work, you have to, you have to understand that the person that they hired went through a rigorous background check, went through rigorous interviews, um, has a portfolio of proven work, has most likely five to 10 years of experience. So the person they're bringing in most likely is someone qualified to do the work. Yet so many times there's so much feedback giving that what that shows is that you don't trust the people you hired to do the job or you're a control freak. And, you know, that really impacts how you feel as a creative about the work. And sometimes the way I overcome it is um, Matthew Goldfarb, my friend, uh, a, a copywriter who worked for Ogilvy and a lot of other big ones. He was on an earlier podcast uh, a few months back. Um, we had a conversation about this and I always said the first round is for me because that's truly my work because there's no feedback required. It's me going into and hopefully reading, getting an actual creative brief, you know, getting a, uh, being in a kickoff meeting, getting certain questions answered. So I take all of that information and write copy based off of the information that I'm given, based off of uh, the um, insights or strategy or, or, or whatever to write that copy. And that's mine. That's prior to any feedback. So I always say the first round is mine. After that, it's not mine. It becomes whoever's I'm, I'm doing the work for. Sometimes for me, it's good to separate that because um, in the end, it's not for you. The work isn't for you. It's for your client, unless it's your company, unless it's, you know, uh, um, you know, they specifically don't want to provide any feedback or they just value your opinion so much to do whatever. They trust you in order to deliver something. That's 
that's great, then it, it's, it's yours. Or it's like your own website or whatever, um, then that is truly your work. After the first round of creative, once there's feedback, once there's client input, once legal gets to you know get their scrunny little hands on uh, copy or design or um, whatnot, it doesn't become your work anymore. It becomes theirs. Um, that's one way I learned to kind of overcome certain insecurities because I understand that, listen, everybody's going to have a, or everybody's going to want to have a say in the work that you do, in, in the work that you do. Um, and I, I think um, it, you know, it's really, uh, let me give you, I'm going to give you two examples because it really depends on the agency and the client. One example I'm going to give you, I was hired by an agency, uh, a smaller agency out of Seattle. Um, I'm typically the ideas to execution guy. Uh, I worked with really um, the smaller agency that came to me to find new ways to talk about the same old thing. They're getting, they're basically like a, a type of agency that the ACD or creative director just does a lot of the work uh, and, and it goes to the client. Uh, and they basically came to me and this was probably, what sucks is that what I found is that some of the best, most fun jobs are um, there's fewer of them, and so there's more people com- competing for them. But this was a perfect job in that the, the creative director would it would just be me and the creative director in the kickoff meeting. Um, he'd have a thorough creative brief that they cultivated over over a bit of time to give me all the information that I needed in order to do the work. So it was basically me and him. Um, the the client would sign off on the creative brief so they're exactly aware of uh, aware of what the needs are, what the key business objectives are and all that stuff. That comes to me and we thoroughly go through creative brief. I'm able to ask any sort of questions just with the creative director, nobody else in the way, and then tells me when it's done. I go to work, I give them two to three uh, different, um, you know, concepts, maybe maybe a few more, whatever is, is kind of coming to mind. He tells me when it's due and that's it. And so um, when I would come say, you know, if, if he said, he gave me realistic deadlines because he knows what it takes as a creative director to set that. So some, you know, he'd asked for uh, whether it's naming. I think some of the, one of the assignments was like coming up with different names of um, like condo developments or home uh, little home communities and stuff like that. So I just went to town and provided like, it was like, oh, we need a, uh, uh, like two pages of just names to, to call these different uh, communities. And he gave me like a day or something like that. And I would just bang that out. Others were like COVID-19 uh, videos or like um, billboards for this campaign and then turn that into a 30-second radio spot, um, then a minute video. Um, so... A lot of times after I had maybe one to three days to kind of work on it after the creative brief was given to me, after we kind of did a a small kickoff meeting, I came up with the two to three concepts, went over with him, uh, and he provided the small little tweaks, which were so helpful that I didn't think of, meaning the work, I felt good about the work because I was basically the one doing it from concept to completion. I knew what... I had any and all questions answered from a thorough creative brief. I knew exactly what they wanted, exactly what they expected. And I had all of my questions answered uh, to get 
all my questions answered to give me what I needed to get the work done and feel comfortable doing good work with a reasonable amount of time to do it. And uh, after, um, you know, a lot of times if it was done, if it needed to be done two, three, four days, I had it done a a day earlier, which I I always like to kind of do because it's like, you know, under over promise, under, what is it? Under promise, over deliver. So we would talk about it, maybe have a 15 to 30 minute conversation. He gave me small little tweaks, which was perfect and so helpful, made the work better, sent it over back to him with those tweaks, loved it. He was happy. I was happy and then did whatever he needed to do with it. And that was done. And that went on for like a few months. Of course, their work slowed down where they could take over the work, but I was the extra helping hand to be able to deliver the things that they needed, but I had total creative freedom and trust based off of the information that was given. There were no questions. There was no ego involved in like, you know, him trying to impress his boss as so that he could put his two cents in and they could, you know, come in and say, oh, this guy is impressive because he said that, you know, let's give him more work or something like that. You know what I mean? So there was none of that. And it was just a quick conversation about the work and how he saw it a little bit differently and it made the work better. At the end of the day, I was just as happy as he was and that was it. And and that was a great, great experience where project comes in, you give it to the creative because you already vented them with the kind of work that they do and whether or not you like them or don't like them, that's already set because you hire them. Now all you do is you let them do the work that you hired them to do and that's it, done. Now on the, and, and, and my point is, when we talk about overcoming insecurities, my point is before that, I had a span of you know some jobs that didn't go well and was really unhappy and was just very insecure about my work. It wasn't until I got that job where I got back my my uh, confidence in my work and said, wow, you know what? This is fun again. This is what I do. This is what I love doing. And I was so incredibly happy. Uh, on the other end, an example where I became more and more insecure about my work was at a place that I worked for for a few months to where a lot of things were online. There were people that weren't, um, they were called account people, but there was maybe, and, and I, 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 I'm dead serious, there was barely a creative brief done. There was very intricate um, uh, deliverables that needed to be taken care of and copy docs that were 25 to 50 pages long because it was a production heavy type of copywriting role and it was very specific kinds of copy docs because they were um, uh, sweepstakes type of copy that were mobile game. It was mobile game heavy. Um, And what would happen um, would be... um, it was very, I was very micromanaged. Uh, I really loved the creative director um, on both the teams. I really loved the ACD. Uh, but what, ha- what would happen was I would provide and upload these 
docs, I believe, to Jira. That was a project management system. And what would happen is this account person would leave certain comments were, which they were clearly um, either just could care less or on the other end, they gave the kind of feedback that was so minuscule and so, I don't know, I think the way they did it was just really, um, the way it came across in some was really came across like they were talking down to me and very almost demeaning. And, you know, then what, then I, I would make changes, then I would give it over to the client. And in real time, I would see client comments and suggestions, which was kind of up until I feel like maybe a year or two, which was kind of unheard of. But I think like now with all these programs, like, you could see client comments coming in and changes being made. And um, and we're talking about people that don't have any sense of um, the person on the other end getting that kind of feedback. Do you know what I mean? Because I could sit here and say, like, what is this? Why did you do this? This is ridiculous. This is horrible. And and could you imagine the person receiving that on the other end? What if they were new? What if they were just helping out another uh, another person who, you know, isn't really, that's not really the kind of industry that they have the right copy in or that they design in? Or, you know, what if they're still learning stuff? You know, to have comments come across that are just, you know, really hurtful kills somebody's mood, somebody's emotion. And if you get that, one time during a project, I understand that. You know, you're you're not feeling it doesn't doesn't help or hurt your confidence when you get a, a you know, in my opinion, when you get some random comments about, you know, your work from um every now and then. Where the problem lies is that you're seeing feedback in real time from five to 10 people who don't do what you do, who you don't have the ability to explain the reasoning with why you did it. And if you do explain the reasoning, it comes across as defensive because somebody's basically tearing apart your work in real time. That kills a creative's confidence. And I would say how to overcome that is that, um, First off, I've had to have a personal conversation with my creative director um, about certain individuals. And nine times out of 10, it's not just me that has, has you know, how, how should I say, bore the brunt of that or has gotten, um, you know, felt the weight of that, the negativity um, from, you know, certain individuals that would leave really bad comments where that you would go in and be like, I could feel it like it would almost feel like a dagger in my back um, because this person, you know, certain people were just miserable. Um, So I would have to have a conversation with my creative director, whoever that listen, that tone, the way that comes across isn't isn't conducive for me to do the best work, nor is it going to help me or want or motivate me to do better work. Um. That's one of the that's one of the steps. The other is is that you know if that happens every once in a while, I think it's important to look for 
any size wins, big or small. And what I used to do in some some places is that I would make a folder and print out every time somebody left like a great comment, or I would take a snapshot, a snapshot, a snapshot of every little comment or every great little um, piece of positive feedback, and save that in a folder and go through that if something um, to remind myself of that. Listen, I am good at what I do. I am valued. Um, maybe this person is going through whatever but that I know I do good work um, and that the other end as well is that I think that it's important. I don't know if it's at the outset and it really depends. This is why I ask if certain companies are account-driven or creative-driven and sadly, I've seen a lot more account-driven companies than creative-driven, meaning that you'll have more say on any work that goes out the door versus an account person. And... Um, I think there's a conversation at the beginning to have list to, to have with people say, listen, you need to trust me that I'm the expert in, in doing this. While I value your opinion, I ask you to trust my opinion as well because I don't want to be a secretary. Do you know what I mean? Um, so while I value other people's jobs and I very I, I, I'm not here to degrade or um, downplay the value certain people bring, but also I'm not here to be um, crapped on or talked down to or demeaned or made to feel small because somebody want, it has a power trip. Do you know what I mean? And as well, you're not there to take care of somebody's psychological, mental, you know, negativity or whatever and, and to, to bear that brunt. I think it's important to um, to, to really notice how it's making you feel. And if you're feeling insecure about your work, then I guarantee you there's something going on in the organization at where you're at to making you feel that way. Because no matter what, whether I do, I, I've felt like I've done great work or I felt like I've done shitty work, it's always been dependent on the organization, and the people that I work with. Well, that concludes another Creative Conversations Over Coffee podcast with me, Jared Kessler. If you like what you heard, please do me a favor and leave a review as well as share it online with others you think would benefit from this. Listen, if there's anything that we deal with and has a detrimental effect on all of us, it's this feeling that we're the only ones dealing with certain things. And I want to say get this out to people to let them know you are not alone. So please do me a favor. Again, share it, leave a review. And uh, let's kind of have this community of people that are here to help and lift each other up. Okay.